Lincoln Kennedy, Raider analyst and Pac-12 analyst, joining us now, and he's joining us on the Smart Rain guest line. Best of State Award winner Smart Rain has an incredible Black Friday offer running for the entire month of November. Smart Rain is giving you free controllers along with a free Apple iPad to commercial properties who sign up with a paid cellular hosting subscription. Please visit SmartRain.net or you can call 877-346-3333-877-346-3333. Lincoln, good morning. How are you? I'm doing wonderful. I, I hear that someone's got a day off. What, what, what's yeah, going on? DJ, that he, you know, he works for the local CBS station here on the uh, weekends, so uh-huh. he's getting a facelift. Wow. Okay. All right. All right. Sounds about right. Well, I hope it works out. All right. Botox is for everybody, but I hope it works for him. Okay. So <laughs> PK has to slide over. It'd be like if Brent Musburger was out for a game. You yeah. have to slide over a chair. Yeah. PK sliding over a chair. Joining us <laughs> is a, a gentleman named Tim Lacombe, who's our Utah Jazz basketball analyst. Hey, Tim. What's going on, Lincoln? Long <laughs> time long time fan of yours, my friend. Thank you very much. I appreciate that. Yeah. Yeah. So, and he's a... Um He's a well-known name in these parts and obviously knows about Lincoln Kennedy, college football Hall of Famer and all that stuff. So let's get the uh, let's get the, the just the awful news out of the way first. You know, I'm not we know what happened yeah. with the traffic accident and all that. And I'm not going to ask you how does it affect the team because of loss of life and shattered lives on the other ones who've lived. I don't know how they're yeah. going to get into the legal system. will will take care of that and all. Nevertheless, a game has to be played. Uh, I don't know if you've ever been in any maybe uh, a similar situation hopefully not but you... no no nothing of this magnitude where life was taken I've, I've been on teams where you know teammates um didn't make or did you know had passed away um and you know what's real what's so hard is because with the nfl's covid protocols we don't have as much access to the locker room or to the team in general so it's hard to gauge how it might affect them. Well, what I can say this, what I do know this, is that there were several players, including head coach and a quarterback, Derek Carr, um, who really liked Henry Ruggs. And, you know, when this tragedy came across the wire and they found out, and then they found out that the prosecutors amount of charges, they had no choice but to release him. Now, you know, there's, it's, it's a tragedy on both sides. The first of the family, the victims of the family, obviously losing a loved one. And then for Henry Ruggs, his life has forever changed as a 22-year-old. Right. But with that being said, you know, much like other situations, guys just want to go out and do what they want to do or do what, do how, what they know how to do. For example, coaches coach players play. So it's coming to one of those instances another time for this season, as the team has already been through so much, um, that they have to travel back to New York. Uh, play a team, the Giants, they should beat. They're a better team. I think it's, it's fair to say everyone can make that assessment there. They look like a better team, but it's not going to be easy. And we also know, as history has showed, in the second half of the season for the Raiders, especially in the past couple of years, coming off the bye, extremely slow starts, hasn't always worked out well. And I think the last three meetings of the Giants, they didn't beat them. So this would be a one way they could try to right the ship or just try to get things back to some sense of normalcy as they push forward. Well, if for no other reason that to to be able to go out and be focused, the Chiefs, which you called, and you've been consistent about saying this, so I need to give you some acknowledgement there because you thought the Chiefs were going to come back to the pack and suffer that Super Bowl hangover. I think you spoke from experience in that mm-hmm. situation, and that's exactly what we've seen. So for no other reason, uh, at least in the last few years, this is the Raiders' best chance to make the postseason. Well, 
I, I will agree with you there, but I, I think that what, what cannot happen and what we have to be leery of, especially in our position, is that to speak on looking forward or looking past the team. Yes, you still have two games against the Chiefs, you have another game against the Broncos, and I actually think ultimately the, the last game of the season, the regular season, will be deciding division when you go up against the Chargers. But with that being said, there's still a lot of football to be played, and the Chiefs still have potentially a lot of weapons that can you know make things a little bit difficult for the Raiders. You know, I'm more interested and focused on the see if they, you know, the last two games against the Broncos and the Eagles, the Raiders have been able to start somewhat faster, whereas the previous five games before that, they notoriously started slow. And then, they, like I said a moment ago, they have a habit, especially coming after the bye, of starting off slower, just not playing well. And I, I kind of want to right that ship the second half of the season. Uh, with, um, you know, with 10 games to go, they still have a lot of football they have to play, and they're going to be against some pretty good teams, but they could ill afford to look past anyone and take anyone for granted. Lincoln, uh, Kansas City Chiefs came up there. I, I, I actually, I have Pat Mahomes on my fantasy team this okay. year. All right. Um, been a little bit of a rocky year, not exactly what I expected, but I've seen this phenomenon happen in the NFL, you know, over and over again. Um, if you go back through and think about explosive offenses that kind of get ahead of defenses, and then everybody kind of uh, adjusts to what they're doing what is it the teams are doing from a football perspective knowing that I'm a basketball guy and I get most of my football education from Madden uh, what is what is it the that the rest of the league's doing to kind of neutralize you know such a potent offense in Kansas City well I if you watch that Monday night game against New York, uh, I think the announcers made comments of it because it's, it's been something that's been going on for quite some time. The focus on the offense is so much around Travis Kelsey and, and Tyreek Hill. They run combination routes with those, those guys that if you bracket or take two of those or, or double cover uh, both of those guys, a lot of times the other guys aren't running routes if it's not meant for them because they know what tendencies are shown. Patrick Mahomes wants to go to those two guys. Without that, and the, I mean, with that and without the possibility of having a consistent run game and having issues with the offensive line, I mean, it's just the fact the rest of the league is kind of caught up. You know, it, it, other than, you know, that sort of uh, um, dream that happened a couple of years back where the New England Patriots were always winning, this division is extremely competitive. Uh, so it's going to challenge the Chiefs there. Plus the fact they've got a big old target on their chest. Everybody knows who they are. You're going to, you know, you're going to have challenges there. So with the, the, the fact that they're a little long in the tooth in defense, not consistently getting off the field, and all those other things they're talking about, they've, they've had some trouble. And Patrick Mahomes has turned over the ball more times in this time, uh, point of his career than any other time. So there's a lot of things that have added up that have worked against the Chiefs. I don't know how the NFL does it, Lincoln, but they always seem to have these outrageous storylines through the course of the season, and things pop up week to week. And so this week we have Rodgers, then we have uh, Odell Beckham's father putting stuff out there, and that, that sort of gets in the way. Now, uh, Rodgers isn't going to be able to play. Our Jordan Love kid from Utah State yeah. is going to get the opportunity, and we're all excited to see what he does. But how does whatever it might be, not necessarily specifics, but generally speaking, how does all this drama play with teams as guys are trying to go about being professionals to prepare for the games each week? Well, there's preferential treatment. Uh, and, and, I mean, it's no surprise. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is... Uh, 
probably deserves to be treated better than most of the quarterbacks in the league for what he's done. But there's preferential treatment. And when you talk about Odell Beckham Jr., you know, you're talking about a guy that the Giants wanted to get rid of a long time ago. They did because they felt there was going to be a future headache. Now, if you follow his career, there's still the point where, yes, he's a talented player, but you really got to be very careful if you want to bring that in your locker room because that can be a noticeable distraction. So this is where you talk about the character clauses or things that are coming out, uh, you know, with people. It's hard. It really is because if you think about it, if you're the Browns, I mean, we already know what the, the Packers have to do. They have no choice, but they have to play Jordan Love because they, they only have basically one quarterback. But if you're, if you're the Cleveland Browns, you're trying to make amends for everything that's going on. Your quarterback is hurt. You have to decide on him if you're going to make him, uh, you know, give him an extension contract, if this is the right team that you can lead. Their defense has come a long way, and they've been able to play well with the running game, but they haven't been able to put wins together because they're playing with a hurt quarterback and they don't have a backup plan. The last thing they need is a distraction from a flamboyant wide receiver that says, I'm not getting the ball enough. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but, but at the same point, there's a lot of money that's going into OBJ, and after the fact that they They've already played their third game. He's probably got some clauses in the contract. Unless it's detrimental to the team, he's going to get a, a gist of his money this season. So then becomes a business move, and what do you do? Um, but it looks like the, the Cleveland Browns are deciding to walk away from it, take a loss, and now they're trying to try to find something to do with them because I think, if I'm not mistaken, according to the CBA, if the, if the, um, if the, 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 the Browns were to cut him at this particular point, they would still have to play out the remainder of this year's salary. Right. That's a lot of cash. Uh, let's shift to college. Mm-hmm. Uh, talk to me about your thoughts on the uh, the initial rankings for the bowls uh, for the playoff playoffs. Yeah, I mean, I, I, it's a bunch of BS to me. It's about as, <laughs> as, as much as I emphasize preseason polls in college football. I, it, it doesn't care. Another thing you have to think about, or I've, we've talked about many times on the show, is that this is this is college football's big money grab. You know they're going to they're going to shun teams like Cincinnati because Cincinnati doesn't have the drawing power that say uh, a Notre Dame or an Alabama or some of these other big names do. So you know they're going to they're going to shun them and they, even they're going to make it harder for Cincinnati. And that's why I think uh, the time has come for them to expand it to at least twelve teams. I mean that's a, that's a little bit more than I wanted, but at least eight teams. And then it looks like they're going to go to twelve teams. It's just long overdue. If they're going to do it, do it right. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. You're, you're telling me they. They leave one team out over another because the other team has yeah. It's a, it's a television show, more, Lincoln. More money. It's a, it's a television show. <laughs> That's a, such a surprise. I yeah. I coached college basketball for twenty years, and all I ever heard was they were trying to make it equitable. Yeah, you. I mean, that's a good story of the feed, but you already you already see how the the trend has paid all, play, paid out played out the last what five six years, where you have pretty much the same teams involved in a college football playoff system, right? Unless something happens like Clemson drops a couple of games, but you, all of a sudden you're elevating someone else. You know, um, Alabama's still there with one loss, but you got two teams that are undefeated that aren't even a top four. Right. How does that make sense to you? And I'll get you know, wonder to, if it to Oklahoma and Cincinnati, it's not fair. I mean, especially when you're putting such an emphasis on unblemished schedules or unblemished Records. results. Yeah. yeah, and Oregon in there with a loss to Stanford at four. Um, I, I wonder if Nike maybe made a, a contribution. <laughs> I'm sure they probably had. But, I mean, you know, when, tell me thing, that stuff when, doesn't go on, right? Well, when, <laughs> well, when you talk about a lot of the pundits like myself, when they sit there and look at the ranking, Oregon, even at number four, still has a less – percentage chance of making the college football playoff than several of those other teams that are around them, including Oklahoma. Unbelievable. Okay, Lincoln Kennedy joining us here on The Zone. If, if it's not 
Oregon and Utah in the title game in Vegas at your stadium where you work. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm never, ever going to predict a Pac-12 game again in my life. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's got to be at this point, doesn't it? Well, you know what? I, I, until until um, Oregon State lost to Cal last week, I was thinking Oregon State might be in it, but you know, still going for that showdown. I, I, um, Cal did a great job of nullifying Oregon State's run game and stuff like that. I, I think it's going to be Oregon, Utah. It should be. I definitely think the Utes have earned the spot to win the South, and I don't put much emphasis into your alma mater in Arizona State, as I said, just inconsistent no. and, and undisciplined, something that you just don't see out of a Herm Edwards team. Um, so yeah, I, I do think it's uh, I think it's Utah and Oregon. So Herm Edwards wrote a letter to the team leaders during the bye week. Oh. I'm hoping this week he wrote a letter to the president of the university submitting his resignation. Wow, I didn't hear anything <laughs> about the letter to the, to the, to the players. Yeah, he I, wrote a letter I, to the players during the bye week to get them ready because they were coming off the bad performance against Utah, mm-hmm. and now's the time. And then they go out and commit three turnovers on their first three possessions. And then they have a, a field goal where they the guy runs off, uh, he jumps off sides and they back it yeah. up and they miss. You're, you're, it's a field goal unit. Where the hell are you going? Just stand there. <laughs> Come on. Hey, hey, hold on. I'm on to something here. You went to Arizona State, right? Yeah, no, no, I deny it. So Lincoln just used undisciplined. Yeah. And... Uh, and I looked over at you, and I thought maybe that's a trait. No, it's not. I come from the Fra- I come from the Frank's Cush school of Arizona I mean, State really football. Ta- really talented, but undisciplined. No, no, I, I come from I, Frank Cush. Right Lincoln knows I, all about Frank Cush. I do, right. I do. <laughs> hey, Lincoln. I, I, so people to me, people. We were talking about this earlier, but people to me are the secret sauce. Okay. Um, name one of your favorite teammates in the history of your playing career somebody that you just absolutely connected with and they made a difference in your life um his name was mo collins he was the first round draft choice out of florida he came into the league with the raiders um and he played tackle and then eventually moved to guard right guard right next to me and we you know for the years of remaining uh, since he moved over and, and and then we were closest of friends like brothers um, I lost him a couple of years ago, um, and I'll never forget that day on October 26th. Um, and, you know, it, his family and I are still close, um, his kids, and watching them grow up. But he was one of those guys that just I just connected with. We were two like minds, and we got along so well that it really showed on the football field, especially with us playing with each other. And that's one of the reasons why I had so much success in the latter part of my career with the Raiders. It's always interesting, you know, like this this tragedy that happened this week, you talk about it, and, and people forget, you know, athletes are human beings. Yeah. And, you know, they think that they just – because the, people, when they want athletes, they, they flip the television on, they watch them play, and then they turn it off and they forget about them. And, right. Uh, you know, my I have been so, you know, just – it's a it's a tough one with and you think about it from both sides but a young guy like that who makes a bad decision you know a bad decision and it costs so much but yeah people people are are definitely the the big thing in sport and they were one of the reasons i've really admired you from a distance so thanks for all you do it's uh it's great to talk with you Thank you. I think, you know, just to add a little bit on to it, I think what we forget, and, and I was definitely there, but I never did anything, you know, this stupid, um, is we think we're invincible or Absolutely. that it won't happen to you. 
Um, I remember when I came out of college, I read every book by every athlete that I could think of from Michael Jordan, Kareem Abdul-Jabbar, everyone else talking about, you know, how to take care of your money and stuff like that and, and don't, you know, don't do stupid things with your money. And I still lost money. I still got swindled <laughs> by managers and stuff like that. I didn't think it could happen to me. It took me years to recoup and get that back. But, you know, one of the things I remember growing up, and I think we're all around kind of the same age, is the fact that, you know, we, we were told those lessons a long time ago, don't drink and drive. Don't drink and drive. Don't drink and drive. Find another way. And I was one of those teammates that I didn't even start drinking alcohol until long after retired. But I was one of those teammates that, like uh, Derek Carr said, he extended the the friendship. You look, text me, call me. I'll come and get you. I'll send somebody for you. I was one of those guys. I did it countless times with my teammates back in the day because I didn't want a tragedy like this to happen. I just wish that Henry Ruggs would have used better judgment all in all. Um, uh, that night it was, uh, and I remember being invited to the to the to the event. Uh, I know that they sent out an invitation because they wanted players, former players, and current players there at Top Golf in Vegas. So I, I I just wish somebody who was around him would have thought, you know, a lot more um, with a little bit more discipline for him, and maybe pulled the keys out of his hands. Maybe we could have prevented this. Well said, Lincoln. Thanks a lot. Appreciate it. Talk to you next week. You guys be well. Talk to you soon. Okay. That's Lincoln Kennedy joining us every Thursday. He does Pac-12. He does Raider analysts. And you can hear all the Raider games here right on the zone every single Sunday or whenever. If it's not on a Sunday, it doesn't matter. He and Brent Musburger. Listen, you should you should tune it in. I've tuned it in because I know Lincoln a little bit, and he's really, really good, which is why I wanted him to be on our station, uh, what, probably five, six years ago. We've had him on uh, ever, ever since, and he's super good at what he does. All right, coming up next, we'll hit some more basketball with Mr. Basketball expert, man about music, Tim LaCombe. Stay with us, 97.5, 1280 The Zone.